Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast show. My very special guest tonight is Dr. Murtash Armini. Murtash, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So, Dr. Armini and I have an interesting connection because two years ago, he came to work in North Vancouver and he replaced me in the clinic where we used to work. So um, that's our connection. And we've got a lot in common in more ways than one. So tonight I invited him on the show to talk about that very interesting subject of trigger point injections, which is a very specific form of medical treatment for chronic pain that's widely available in the Vancouver area and we're just going to talk about this subject once again tonight. So first, Martash, can you just go back in time? Where did you grow up and, you know, go to university for medical school? Sure, Wayne. Um, I was born and raised in Iran, in Tehran, the capital of uh, Iran. I grew up in a highly educated family, but, you know, it was tough for me to just grow up under heavy shadow of my parents. So I decided to do something different. All right, I just go to school. So... <laughs> That was easy to say, but the entrance exam was tough. I got to, finally, I got to the University of Medical Sciences after passing the entrance exam, and it took seven years, so I graduated in 2001. That was when my first experience of dealing with the complicated cases, and I can say that was when I started working as a medical officer for Iranian National Army in the border of Iran and Afghanistan. So that was the time that I had to deal with the patients with pain. Casualties, you know, soldiers, uh, special forces, they were in pain or chronic pain. So I should have options and I didn't have. So I looked around to see what I can do for my patients. Interestingly, I was where the 90% of the opioid world is coming from, and that is Afghanistan. So I decided to not go to that route. No opioids as much as I can. I got to the idea of trigger point injection. Not easy, you know, there were, I did multiple kind of different treatment options uh, exam, and then finally I found that, no, there is something different. There is something that I can achieve by doing trigger point injection that I cannot achieve uh, their approaches. Then I look into, I can say it was more self-study, more self-training than anything else. And when you like something, you just look into every day, every night, every single patient is a new experience. 
but the long kind of road to go still, but I'm working on it. Okay, so for our audience, you know, some of them will be aware of what trigger point injections are and some will not. So can you just describe in simple terms what a trigger point injection is? Our body, as in the anatomy of our body, Mother Nature has designed that in a way that we have some weak points and some strong points in our body. Our body is the same body of other mammals and evolved in this shape that we have. So not every single muscle has been designed for the function that we have, with what we are doing. And then on top of that, we are doing something odd and different by the way that we are working on computers, we are the way that we are eating right in behind the desk, doing high speed sports, and we hurt ourselves. So we are making situation worse. Trigger points is the point of weakness of our body that usually comes with pain. Either that's because of old scar, myofascia irritation, muscle injuries, pressure on nerves, scar in deep scar that hasn't healed. So your physician can find those spots by doing an injection and stimulation on those areas can release those spasms, can cause a little bruise on those scars. Immune system goes there, start dealing with your root. And if there is a scar, starts dissolving. If there is the irritation, immune system works on it. This is one theory behind trigger point injection. Your practitioner finds the weakest points of your anatomy, either by needle or other sources, cause little irritation. And those trigger points stimulates either healing process or initiate or starts repairing of the damaged areas. Well, thank you for that. That's a very clear, insightful approach of the weakness of the body. It's so true, you know, when you've got, say, sore shoulder or trapezius muscle beside your neck and it's very, very tender, it's got a knot in there and very much a weak area. By popping a needle in, injecting into it, it literally can dissolve. It can literally disappear, maybe not immediately, but over subsequent weeks as we treat these things. Something that I've been doing for a number of years now. We share this treatment together. So let's think about this a little bit more. So what are the solutions that we inject into this weak area of trigger point? That's a good question. And most of my patients, that's the first question they ask. What are you injecting? Is it painkiller? Or how long is it going to work? And then is it going to fade? Actually, you know, what we understand is that not necessarily matters what you do inject. It matters where your needle goes. Yes, what you inject can change the kind of expedite or delay, but that doesn't matter. The matter is where you are triggering the trigger point that you are triggering actually, you make the situation worse to make it better at the end. By triggering in a tender spot, by reducing the pressure and nerve on that spot. Let me give you an example. All right, when I said uh, you're making the situation worse to make it better, just consider there is an earthquake, right? And we have destroyed buildings and you want to rebuild the area and have a new kind of ask people to go back to their houses, right? What is the first after, you know, trying to save people after 24 hours? What do you do? You bring the well, workers, wrecking balls to demolish everything, right? To have a nice platform for new buildings. 
if you look at it from you know different angle, you are doing the same thing that earthquake is doing and make it even worse, right? But then new force they go there, they dissolve or in our body, or in that example, they clean up debris, something that our inflammatory cells in our body does, something that our immune system does, goes there and digest the dead cells, they destroy cells, right? So they make a nice rebuilding and reshaping of the area. Either that is muscle, is it fiber, is it ligaments, is it fascia, is it... So we need our immune system to go to those areas. Wherever blood goes in our body, repair happens faster. An example, an example, if there is a scar on our face, Compared to the scar on front of our knee, which one heals faster? Absolutely, this front of face. Why? One of the main reasons is blood goes there more than skin on the front of our knee. So if you send blood somewhere, is it possible that the healing process expedites? The experience says, and science says, yes, that happens. People with poor blood perfusion, if scar happens, healing process comes with some delay. Another example, people with low immune system under chemotherapy, when immune system doesn't work properly, healing process comes with some delay. So if you do something to send blood to a scar or irritated area, there is a high chance that healing process expedites. Now with the trigger point injection, you put a little needle in an area that has a scar, old scar. Lucas bruise, immune system goes to deal with the bruise that your clinician is making, or and then healing process expedites. Now, this is the theory behind that. Um, another example for your making situation worse to make it better. Most of us have had the experience of either having words in our hand or feet, plantar words, or, or have seen other people with it that they go to see their clinician. And uh, most of the time, the you know, most common approach is to use liquid nitrogen, right? So what does that liquid nitrogen does? The same thing, you know? With liquid nitrogen, you cause irritation of the skin at the spot that virus is sitting. It gives a message to our body saying that there is a burn in that part of the skin. Our immune system wakes up, goes there to deal with the burn, they find the virus, they kill the virus. Some people think the coldness of the liquid nitrogen is doing that. Absolutely. No, it's not like that. This is the liquid, the coldness causes irritation. Immune system goes there, kills the virus. So we are actually in a natural way bringing our body's potential to work on those tender spots that we are suffering from for a long time. Very well described. I love the analogies, you know, very clear. And I completely agree with this. You know, one of the things that amazes me is that trigger points, these tender knots in our muscles are almost universal with people. And they may not be in chronic pain, but they can have this tightness in their shoulders or their neck. And if they go and just palpate or poke their neck with their fingers, they'll just feel these ropes in their neck 
and it's like a band of tissue. And within there will be a little trigger point that what we're talking about tonight, where you can actually poke a needle in to release it. And when it increases in intensity over time, I find, then it becomes painful. So you get the tightness, you get the pain, and then that's when you know we try all these therapies. And when therapies don't work, for example, massage, chiro, physiotherapy, and sometimes they do work, of course, but when it doesn't work, it's because the tightness is too great and the interconnectedness of the tissues, the fascia, the muscle, it's kind of glued together. And the only thing that will really work, in my experience, is to get in there with that needle with either, you could do dry, but typically we use lidocaine or other solutions, a local anesthetic. We get in there and we just disperse it. And amazingly, because of the physiology of our bodies, the healing mechanisms through inflammation and immune responses, we actually heal. And the amazing thing is, and it still blows my mind, is that we cannot identify this with any tests like MRIs, CTs, you know, even if you did specialized PET scans, you're still not going to see these things. And because of that, our colleagues are unable to identify them, you know, on a test, you know, and unless you know what you're talking about and experience it as we do every day, you've literally got no real comprehension of what's going on. And I think that's one of the reasons why trigger points needs to be discussed. And that's why we're doing it tonight, because your physician will not have this test to prove it. It just amazes me how that still is the case. And the education on this subject is so poor because I find that it's just like, oh yeah, trigger points or myofascial pain syndrome. It's like another diagnosis, like tennis elbow is a diagnosis or golfer's elbow or Achilles tendonitis or plantar fasciitis, all these inflammation diagnoses that are actually related to this process. It's a process, a physiological process in the body that's always going on that we can identify. So I'd like you, please, Martash, to just, can you explain why those three diagnoses I mentioned, why is that the same thing that we're seeing every day and we can treat with this versus the medical system says three different things? You know, what's, what's going on there? When we say golf elbow or tennis elbow, we might be able to see those you know, irritation, but even ultrasounds, there's a micro rupture on the tendon that happens because of unexpected force or repeated force on the muscle and the tendon, and it turns to something that we call that golf elbow on the inner side of our uh, elbow, and in outer side, we call that uh, tennis elbow similar kind of mechanism when we are dealing with the plantar fascia. There is a fine line between these three conditions and myofascia. Myofascia is very thin, semi-transparent kind of layer, just like a wrap, around our muscles that detach, that separates our muscles from each other. I'll give you an example. In your fridge, you have some sausages, right? And around sausages, there are thick layers that separate those sausages from each other. It's not muscle, right? It's not ligaments. There is something that separates all of those 
kind of tissues from each other. So is it possible that something causes the attachment of those sausages with each other? Like, let's say, ice in your fridge. If that happens, can you easily detach those sausages from each other? No. But if you put those sausages outside, when the ice turns to water, then yes, easily can do that. The difference is in myofascia, something causes irritation of the outer layer of sausages and they glue together. They don't move smoothly. Something that should happen. Their muscles should glide on each other, should glide on uh, bursa, should glide on the ligament that's attached to that, but that doesn't happen. Either they become so thick and rigid, muscle wants to move, but that thin layer now is thick and doesn't want to move. Or different myofascia from different muscles, they attach to each other. The difference between tennis elbow and golf elbow with myofascia is this, that we are looking at different structures. Tennis elbow, golf elbow, and plantar fascia is that the damage and rupture of tendon, but myofascia is wrapping around muscle that has been irritated. Yes, it's tricky when you look at different aspects of the muscle and the fascia in different areas. I like your analogy of the sausage because, you know, frozen sausages together don't move very well. And that's kind of what's going on in the body, you know, and we're getting in there with the needles to release it so that it can be more fluid and, um, as you said, dissolve liquid water between the sausages. And, And that's exactly what is normal and what we want and what we often achieve. And, you know, the one thing that I've been reflecting on recently was, you know, of all these different conditions around the body, and they've all got a name based on where they are. You got rotator, cuff, condition syndrome, say in the shoulder, you got the plantar fasciitis in the foot, and the elbow, we've just mentioned two conditions. You've got chronic neck sprains, chronic low back sprains, but really it's all to do with this myofascial tissue and different aspects of it, but all related to this myofascial tissue. And, and as a result, we can treat all of these conditions in kind of the same way, you know, no matter what the diagnosis is. Because in medical school, you're not taught this. You're taught that it's, everything's kind of separate. and You do this exercise, you go to physio. But when you look at it as a musculoskeletal system as a unit and fascia as a unit, then it becomes very clear that a similar pathology is actually happening throughout the body. And, and thus, we can use trigger points from top to toe, literally, you know, from the scalp all the way down to the plantar surface or the sole of the foot where there may be problems. And that's something that I've really enjoyed being able to help patients. You know, one final question I'm going to ask about trigger points tonight is, are you treating specific joints? like ankle, knees, or even, say, the wrist around the carpal tunnel. Are you ever treating those areas with this approach? Yes, absolutely. You know, um, that works well. Having said that, you know, going back to the question that you initially asked me, am I going to inject anything in with the trigger point injection, right? I said, matters where my needle goes. So inside our body, there is a potential and power 
called inflammatory cell, right? Repair cell. It's going to repair for every single heal. We need them, right? So if those repairing cells under a controlled level, if they go to damage area, so doesn't matter where it goes. If it is tennis elbow, if it is myofascia, if it is carpal tunnel, if it is irritation of the borsa, where they go, their job is to repair. So let's not prevent them and push them away from doing their job. And you know what we do on a daily basis that interferes with the function of those cells? Something very simple and very mislabeled, something that mislabeled and you can find on every single shelf of different pharmacies. Anti-inflammatory medication. Well, thank you, Dr. Armini. It's been great to have you on the show tonight to share your ideas about trigger point injections and how you're treating patients with this novel technique that's largely unrecognized in the medical profession. And um, I look forward to meeting you again shortly back there in North Vancouver. And I wish you a very good night.